Welcome to this episode of Dad Bod History, where the drinks are cold and the takes are old. I'm Jake. Got Eric tonight. How you doing, Eric? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Had a nice. normal weekend. Okay. Semi-normal. What does that no, mean? No major projects. <laughs> okay, good. Because it's been pretty project heavy the past five weeks. Yeah, you moved into your brand new house and then you immediately started painting and building and getting settled. Yeah. Yeah. Over Thanksgiving break, um, which is hilarious, by the way. Um, I know on our last episode, I talked briefly about like a power steering pump and, uh, you know, we, we drive, um, to Palm desert for a teacher's Mm -hmm. conference. And then we drive the rest of the way to Phoenix after we're done. We got to Palm desert, sent my kids off went back to turn the car on and an indicator came up it said check charging system. So we had to replace an alternator. We barely made it to the dealership where I went to go get it fixed. Sure. We drove four hours that day. No problems. Hmm. Turned the car on and we had that problem. So, um, but we came, you know, we got that fixed, spent Thanksgiving in Phoenix, uh, came back on Friday Mm-hmm. And we started some projects that day. We painted another room, um, you know, getting the house ready for Christmas type stuff. Sure. Put a flagpole up. Okay. So I can wave my American flag and my Phoenix Suns, the Valley flag. And today my Arizona Cardinals flag. Okay. And, and, you know, uh, I do have. You're just really trying to stick it to those California people, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I have an Aes Sedai flag as well. You had up in your that. dorm in college. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of want to fly that one, I was, I remember, but I'm I was worried. Like, I was like, what is that? And then you're like, well, let me tell you about the wonderful world of Wheel of Time. Yeah. I, you know what? Give me a give me. I got it. I got it. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I remember now. So, before everyone on uh, TikTok and YouTube was all geeking out about Wheel of Time. Like back in 2001, no, 2000. I had that flag made in 2000 because I worked at a flag store. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nick and I were both really into Wheel of Time at that point. You know, only half the books are written at that point. But um, yeah, I had that flag made because I'm a bigger bigger Wheel of Time geek than, than most. Yeah. At least at that point in my life. Yeah, you were. You were really into it. I've had to kind of back off it lately. Well, the problem with I Wheel can't of Time. Let it show. Well, the problem with Wheel of Time and fatherhood 
is that they're incompatible because they're both incredible time sucks. <laughs> Nobody can read Wheel of Time and have extra time to have a functional life. That's why it's great when you're single without kids in college, because yes, you should be studying and going to class and all that stuff, but there's a lot of downtime in between class and your next class. And so Wheel of Time, the the series is is a great way to fill in that that extra space. But once you get married and have kids, it's game over. I mean, you you're you're trying to sneak in just a few minutes to read when when you're not. Oh my gosh. Either going to work or taking care of the kids or getting dinner ready or getting the kids ready for bed. Yeah, like, there's no way you're going to complete a single chapter in a sitting with <laughs> kids. But I remember in college, so I picked up the Eye of the World. Nick gave me the Eye of the World mm-hmm. uh, when I was a senior in high school, so 1998. And it was like November, December. I started reading. I got 50 pages in and I had to put it down. I was just like, uh, I'm not I'm not there. And then the following. My freshman year of college, I finally read the Eye of the World in the fall in 99. And so then I got the great hunt for Christmas from. Mm -hmm. um, So my grandmother got me the hard copy of Eye of the World. My wife's mother gave me the great hunt in like the big, it was big, like trade paperback. Mm -hmm. And then the Dragon Reborn was my very first Amazon purchase. Back when they were just a, yeah, just just a little bookseller. Yeah. So I was like, oh, where do I get this? Like, oh, there's a place that they'll send it to me. So I ordered the Dragon Reborn on Amazon.com. And I ripped through those books that that spring. Um, but yeah, now we finally have the TV show. Mm-hmm. Something we've kind of wanted, but not wanted because you want it done right. And now it's here and I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts. Well, it's so interesting because you would keep texting me and Nick about updates on the Amazon Prime show. And those of you that don't know much about the Wheel of Time, the series, the novels, is that it took Robert Jordan, the author, the better part of three decades. Yeah, it's the first one was published in 90, 1990. Yeah, and then he actually died um, at, at about book uh, 11 or 12 after mm-hmm. Winter's Heart, I believe. And then it went to um, Brandon Sanderson, who's a prolific writer in his own right, um, finished them. He had the notes. Yeah, and- talk about not having time to read the books. How does somebody like Brandon Sanderson have time to write the damn things? Exactly. The darn things. And he writes, like he... Brandon Sanderson publishes like a book a year. Like he's a, a machine yeah. when it comes to writing. Yeah. So anyway, and, and what's interesting is, is Robert Jordan initially didn't want, if he, he said it like, like, if I die, I don't want the rest of the books to get published. And his wife, I believe was his editor. Mm-hmm. And so she had all of his notes and all of his, his plans to finish the series. And then when he got closer to dying, I guess he changed his mind. He's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of a jerk move. I'm going to let's find somebody to, to ghost, not ghost, write it, but to finish it. Yeah. And so I think they chose Brandon Sanderson specifically um, to finish it. And, and the whole point of that, that aside is to say, 
as you were sending me and Nick these updates about Amazon Prime or Amazon's plan to, to produce this show, I'm like, I'm not going to get excited until it actually comes. Because if I know anything about the Wheel of Time is that I will be waiting for years for a show to come out. And Okay, I'd say that that'd be more true of, say, Song of Ice and Fire. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin took the took the throne or took the crown from Robert Jordan. But Robert Jordan, I mean, he was writing stuff, but by the time they got to Winter's Heart, I don't even know if he really knew how he wanted to end it because there were, I mean, it's just a massive, massive world. I saw somewhere they said there's like 4,000 named characters in the Wheel of Time series. Which it's just absolutely insane yeah. how, how many subplots and, and offside stories that are going on in that in that series um and as you said for amazon to to undertake this world and try to build a coherent series is it's a herculean task yeah it really is so much there and i've been reading some of the comments about wheel of time the tv show and some of the the criticisms one said it was amazon's poor man's lord of the rings there was one particular uh, critique of it. And I was like, ah, oh, that's like, this person obviously has not read the book. Someone else said, oh, the dark one, that's kind of a generic boogeyman. It's like, yeah, you, you, if you didn't read the books, you, you don't understand the context, right? So like saying it's a poor man's Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, that's exactly how it starts. Robert Jordan very specifically said, I'm going to start you out with what you know something very simple. It's going to be like walking into Lord of the Rings. It's what he wanted so that you could start somewhere familiar and then he could take you where he wanted you to go. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as, you know, the kind of generic dark one. Well, I mean, it's 3000 years since the breaking of the world and, you know, and, and you just have this kind of, uh, vacuous idea of what evil is mm-hmm. and it's it's named as simply as they can put it because they don't really understand exactly how the dark one operates in all these different ways and it's like well, if, it, if you haven't read the books you have you can't really critique yeah you could say the, the dark one is is nameless and faceless he is or it is i don't i don't know if the dark one is gendered at all but yeah don't misgender the dark one i i but it's like i mean i guess you assume it's a he but you know you don't really know who the dark one is, but you sure know who the forsaken are. And they are not just, you know, monsters of the week, so to speak. Yeah. Like they each have their own personality and their own desires and their own drive. And you definitely know who the Kinslayer is, um, the dragon, the breaker of the world. Like there are these other antagonists and, and throughout the story, there's all these other antagonists that aren't necessarily tied to the dark one. They're just jerks. And like, yeah, like there's all these other, and that's what makes it such a fascinating set of books to read is is there's so much more than just well let's go defeat sauron and i'm not saying lord of the rings i mean lord of the rings is awesome it's one of my favorite series ever and i but there's a lot of depth there in in the wheel of time and because it is so vast and i I think in some regards because he kind of got lost in the writing of it you know you say that like it's a bad thing uh i mean it's a thing but it, it, I think it adds some some flavor that you wouldn't normally get from what we think of high fantasy should be. And I like that. But 
with the series, the TV show now, trying to reduce this vast, complex world into a, a format that can make sense on TV is still very, very difficult. All that aside, I like the show. I don't think it's perfect, but I like it, and I'm liking it more each episode. The first, the first episode epi- I struggled with. Yeah, the first episode is kind of like it was almost jarring because so yeah. much stuff happened so quickly without you really under like if you didn't read the books, you'd be like, Well, who are these guys? And what's that lady? And and like who's the knave? And I don't know who Moraine Sedai is. Like, you don't really know who any of these like, and they're just like throwing him in, boom, 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 boom. All right, let's go. Yeah. And I think there were some change. Obviously, they 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 aged all the characters because they knew that they they couldn't start with 15, 16 year olds and age them into their 20s. Yep. Although that would actually would happen if you're going to do this for eight or 10 seasons. But um, so they kind of aged them up a little bit. There's a lot of discussion uh, out there in the the ether, I suppose, about kind of the diversity of the cast. And a lot of what was pointed out was that the two rivers folk, Robert Jordan fairly clearly, you know, describes him as having dark hair and dark eyes. And so I think it fits. And, and when we, if you know, the wheel of time, you know, that the third age is, is two ages from possibly right now. Right. Like mm-hmm. when you look at the wheel of time right now, we'd be considered in the first stage. And so, you know, it's, it's very interesting because for so long, I envisioned the characters in a way that they looked a lot more like Rand than I think they should have. Cause he looks clearly different than the rest of them. And he should, as um, if you know, his yeah. if you know, his history, but what's really fascinating is you get to, because Robert Jordan made it very clear that all these nations have very like uh, clear characteristics that, Mm -hmm. that differentiate them from one another. Right. Mm -hmm. So Malkir where Lan is from obviously has kind of these Asian style influences in them. And all, and all the borderlands kind of follow that. Yeah, they do. And Asian like Chinese and Mongolian type look. Yeah. And out to the, the West, like, um, Toman Head, and and it's been a while since I've read them. I'm trying to uh, Almuth Plain. Those have more kind of Middle Eastern tendencies. Carrion, it seems very like French or European. And then Andor, I felt like was England, right? The it, queen, yeah. the high, the queen of Andor was was an <clears throat> yeah. English type. Yeah, culture. and then when you get to the south, you're talking about like Mediterranean cultures. And so, um, there was a, there was a TikTok video I saw where somebody pointed out they're like. Uh, a lot of people are asking him, is this pre-modern? Is that the kind of setting here? And he says, actually, no, it's more, it would be more post-apocalyptic. People mm-hmm. called him out for it. But there's several scenes in the show where it shows, I think the opening shot showed like that valley with these mm-hmm. like very tall uh, ruined kind of pillars. Buildings. They're ruined buildings. They're walking by that ruined bridge. Even in um, these when, sky lances that go across like, right? Like, yeah. And Merck and Musk, which yeah. were... Anyway. And Elizabeth and and even when Rand and Matt are at that mining town, someone pointed out they're not mining metals, they're mining scrap. And things they're pulling out of the ground are old machines from the second or the first age. So and once I started looking at it through that lens and looking back at scenes of the show, it is kind of like 
post-apocalyptic, a lot of stuff that's just kind of left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of made me re-envision the series. My one beef with the show, there's some character things that I'm not fond of, but I think they're actually going to work out because I think they have to condense stuff. I honestly believe the people from the two rivers should have an American accent. <laughs> because can I guess why? Sure. Go ahead. Guess why? Well, my guess would be because the two rivers for a thousand years have been isolated basically from the rest of the world. And they've developed without any influence from Andor. So if Andor is England and Carrie Ann is France and other nations or other cultures that these, these, this group would, would develop their accent of common independent from those outside influences. That'd be my guess. That makes a lot of sense. Here was my reasoning. A, why does an English accent automatically go with fantasy? I don't understand why it should. I, Second of all, I would all, blame Tolkien again. Yeah. So there we go. Tolkien, all of his characters have the English accent. That's fine. Robert Jordan is American. And if you're going to take kind of his setup, I'm going to put you with what you're familiar. I think they should have an American accent. Mm-hmm. And just just not have the extra. There's a lot of times where I've been listening to the characters, especially Matt, and they're hard to understand. And they're they're speaking a little too quickly and it's just a little too thick with the accent. I'd much rather just say, give them the American accent. And then as they get into these other places, things become more and more exotic, more and more different, more and more um like multicultural in terms of mm-hmm. what they're hearing and seeing um yeah because, because it's the, the two rivers it's the backwater it's because the tarians are supposed to be like spanish spanish or italians yeah. um but you know and, and again those are like those are what we can equate as closely as possible but i just the the idea of the two rivers being the backwater kind of like most of colonial america um mm-hmm. It would just fit that they would have a more American accent kind of plainness that I think would would go well towards getting me kind of into it. Now, I I know that also if they spoke with an American accent, I might be like, oh, it's they're just Americans or it's just Hollywoodizing it. But I that was my one thing. I was like, I think they could do that. I think that's an interesting point. And I, I now that you say it, I kind of wish they had. Just only because it would contrast so well with the rest of the world that they're going into. If 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 every new nation and these are nations that they're going to be, you know, they're going to be going to yeah. Andor and they're going to be going to Carrie Ann and and then and Robert Jordan says they have accents and, and he said, you know, he and it's very like and he's like, no, they have these accents. And so if everyone's got an English accent because all the actors are hired from the UK, and it's going to be like, well, then you're not really being true to the world that Robert Jordan developed, mm-hmm. and you know, they can all speak common but they're all their own independent groups especially yeah. the ale or the aiel or however they pronounce it in the show but um that's interesting yeah i i guess i hadn't thought of it that way because almost immediately you're gonna have that stark difference because everyone's speaking with an american accent and in comes more rain who's gonna come in with if it, she's from carrie Ann, more of like a french accent and Probably. then she stayed She's from Tarvalon. You know, she yeah. grew up in Tarvalon. So she's going to have this very polished, 
high speaking. Right. So she dictation. might have like, so I think there could be your, your stark difference right there. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, not that, not that, uh, Rafe Jenkins like made a misstep. I just think that would have been a really interesting way to go. And I think it would have made a lot of sense. So that's a one beef with the show. You haven't seen episode five yet. Um, and it was good. A lot of people think it, it didn't really push the larger narrative forward, but they're condensing a lot. Um, they completely skip going to Camelin. Um, it's like, oh, okay. Well, but, you know, it's, it's fine. Like we'll they're figure kind of it out. moving things along. Uh, but meeting Loyal is really fascinating. Uh, uh, he's, oh that's a, that's a cool cool scene and you kind of get the the whole hasty humans type situation um but i i i so far in Logan, you've met him I, I think they did really well with his uh casting yeah he was it was interesting i didn't it, again picture in my mind i i guess i pictured Logan as this tall very broad-shouldered man with blonde hair did he have blonde yeah, hair i think books? he did i think and he so did. they didn't do that i'm like well this is jarring because it's not at least what i'm pictured in my head but what i picture in my head isn't necessarily right and yeah. but then as as that episode went on with Logan, i'm like this is really really good like this he's just sitting in this cage and you learn about how awesome he is based on these sisters trying to keep him shielded yeah. and yeah. they're like He's just sitting there like he doesn't even drop. He's not even breaking his sweat and we're barely holding on like like that gives you. It's so funny because it's not like him showing all this power that he has. It's just like. It's a small moment. This Mm. is how you know how powerful he is. Yeah. And 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 Nynaeve's scene again, things kind of speeding up to where she. Mm -hmm. Taps into the one power Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to her. Yeah, I thought that was really, again, they're speeding things up and that's okay. I think the children of the light are brilliantly done. Um, Ian and Valda, I think mm-hmm. the guy who plays him just nails it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And would it be any surprise if I told you that the woman who plays Leandrin is most well known for her portrayal of none other than Lady Macbeth? I did not know that. Yeah. And that just makes sense because that track that tracks then. Yeah. Knowing what I know about Leandra and Lady Macbeth, that works. Jumps from one to the other. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, overall I'm enjoying it. <clears throat> I've got three episodes left whenever those come out. And that kind of bums me out because then it's like, well, we gotta wait. And then and we're we back into that. the into the same cycle that we were waiting for the new books to come out. Yeah. We'll be chomping yeah. at the bit for a new season. But so they've already thanks started. A lot. Good. Yeah, they've, well, they've started. Um, hopefully nothing delays it. What else was I going to say? Can I, I say know. something real quick about my son? Yes, yes say something my about son your son. Is, my kids are awesome. Uh, but my son in particular right now, he's kind of going through this phase where like when we ask him to do something and he doesn't want to do it, <laughs> we're like, all right, buddy, you know, pick up, pick up your toys. And he'll just kind of get upset and he'll go, that's it. I'm done. And he just walks away. And it's like, 
Mm, I want to laugh, but I can't because I can't let you know how funny and cute you are right now. Like I still got to be dad. And then he also watches a lot of Captain Underpants on Netflix. And one of the things that the the two main characters, George and Harold, say is, you've crossed the line, man. And so now he started taking it. You've crossed the line, dad. Cross the line. (laughs) I'm just sitting here. It's, It's really hard to be a good parent when your kids are so freaking cute isn't it it's so good it's a struggle so because my youngest he'll he'll say stuff mm-hmm. like that just out of the blue and you'll be like what in the world yeah i'm not sure if i should laugh or discipline him yep. i think i'm just gonna laugh and sometimes you have to yeah and that's yeah. okay it really is all right so you want to get started with this topic sure All right, so we're going to talk about conspiracy theories. And the the what what better topic to talk about than conspiracy theories? I feel like we're getting into history channel ancient aliens type stuff, but that's okay because it seems to be working for them. But the conspiracy theory reason we picked this topic this week is for those of you on TikTok in particular, there's one conspiracy theory that's been brought up the past couple of weeks or so. And that theory is that the Roman Empire did not exist, but it was in fact an invention of the Roman Catholic Church through the Spanish Inquisition. So that's the that's and it's a wild theory, like hearing that the Roman Empire did not exist and that it was an invention of the Spanish Inquisition. That's a ridiculous statement it doesn't like the first time i heard it i'm like clearly this person is joking like this can't be a real thing that they're talking about and 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 this person has similar theory about alexander the great being a woman Uh uh-huh and based on language that you know linear b which had existed 800 years before alexander did exist and how his name would have been alexandra in linear b Mm -hmm. so I think the fascinating thing, and uh, if you were on TikTok at this time, you saw an Avengers-style team-up team up. between history TikToks who don't always agree, archaeological TikTok, uh, anthropological TikTok, uh, Egyptian classics TikTok, all of them. Uh, some, some specifically, uh, Mini Minuteman. Just- He's the one that kind of rang the bell to oh, call he was, arms. He was, was awesome. the Iron Man of this whole, and I don't even want to give this person the title of Thanos. They were like one of the Chitari, um, <laughs> uh, who just got, barely got it's on really screen pesky before Chitauri. getting, uh, yeah, pesky, but like made it to screen and like Hawkeye was able to decimate it. But yeah, um, yeah, a shout out to Mini Minuteman who just, took this person to task um I, again so I, just the idea of the roman empire didn't exist so the question is well what did what did exist and mm-hmm. uh i did not even bother listen i listened to all the refutations that were out there in tiktok but i i couldn't even listen to the full theory because it well was and, and that actually on its face up ridiculous that brings up a good point eric what did exist so if the roman empire didn't exist what did exist and that actually brings me to the conspiracy theory we had to deal with in college, which was the JFK assassination. And so as part of, Eric and I both have history degrees, and as part of getting our history degree, 
the I think it was the last thing we had to do as part was, of that. It was our major. historical methods class, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was so one of the projects within that class. And it was the culminating project where we had to. So our class, and we did it in different years, but our class uh, had to take the JFK assassination. We divided into two groups, and one group was taking the side in support of the Warren Commission. The Warren Commission being this the the commission after JFK died that was brought together by Judge Warren and Congress to determine what happened with JFK's assassination. And they were the ones that concluded that the single shooter theory, that it was Lee Harvey Oswald acting on his own volition. That was the Warren Commission's position. And then the other half of the class had to take the opposite side, which was that, no, it was not the Warren Commission's conclusion. It was not Lee Harvey Oswald, or if it was, he was not by himself. And the side of, for lack of a better term, a conspiracy theory that there's some other true event that happened that was being obscured by the government. And so uh, just to give you a definition of a conspiracy theory, I'm using Webster's Dictionary. It's a theory that explains an event or a set of circumstances as the result of a secret, secret plot, usually by powerful conspirators or a theory asserting that a secret of great importance is being kept from the public. So the Warren Commission was the, that was the standard form that was, here's the story and we're sticking to it. And a conspiracy theory of which there are many regarding JFK's assassination. And so just to clarify, took the opposite. Conspiracy theory is that the theorizing that a conspiracy existed, but then there are actual conspiracies where you have what three or more who have colluded, conspired to do something. Yeah. I think it's a criminal conspiracy where two or more conspire to do something usually in secret. Um, So that's a conspiracy, but a conspiracy theory is that there's these powerful agents keeping or obscuring the truth from us. And what's interesting though, is what you brought up is you go, well, if Rome didn't exist, what did? And uh, (laughs) what happened was, was during my, I had the side of the Warren Commission during my year when we. Oh, did it. you would. You established. <laughs> I, I don't even man. know if I picked it or if we were just put into groups, but yeah, I was towing the line, and um, and what's interesting is that our group's way of defending the Warren Commission was basically to put the onus on the other side to prove a valid alternative. Yeah, and and our concluding statement was you guys have spent a lot of time trying to pick apart our story, which we have defended the commission, you know, our conclusion, which we have defended and we did a pretty good job defending it. I go, but, but we said, you've spent all your time trying to pick apart our story, but you couldn't present a coherent story of your own. That's what we said to the, uh, the conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory side. And that's what we won the debate based on that assertion. It's like, yeah, you can pick apart at our story all you want, but it's still a cohesive story. You don't have a cohesive story to present with us. And so when you said the Roman empire didn't exist, if it didn't exist, what did? And again, I've seen a couple of her videos. Um, I've seen a few of the refutations of, of her videos and, you know, I mean, I guess she's saying that it, that the Spanish Inquisition, you know, invented the idea of the Roman Empire, but that still doesn't explain a thousand years of history um, from Western Europe across the Mediterranean 
and there, there's no alternative. So what, what, what's filling this gap, you know, and she can't provide that alternative. So if there is no Roman Empire, this cohesive, massive thing that existed for a thousand years and then existed for a thousand more in the Byzantine Empire, mm-hmm. if that doesn't exist, what did? Yeah. Like, and, and that's such a good way to look at it. It's like, OK, if it's not this, then what is it? And I think that's what a lot of these conspiracy theories fall is that so, it's it's easy to poke a hole into something, but it's a lot harder oh, to present the alternative. So I was on the uh, the conspiracy side of the JFK debate. Oh, in my class. And I remember I mean, I remember sitting in the library around with our group and we're like, we've got them. We can prove the Warren Commission is incorrect. They 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 they're missing facts. Like we had all the holes ready to poke, and we were like confident. And so we we spent the whole class period poking holes. And the professor said, "Yeah, you've you've sufficiently disproved that what they have is correct." So what happened? We're like, ah, we don't know. <laughs> you know, like, it was like, well, you know, one of us is like, well, it was the Russians. Someone else, uh, CIA. Oh, it's the mafia. And it's like, we we're really not sure, actually. Uh, but we do know the Warren. It wasn't John Wilkes or uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. It also wasn't John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, Jeff Lee um, wasn't Wilkes Booth. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, we proved them wrong, but we didn't provide an alternative that could fit we provided actually like seven alternatives but none of them fit the bill completely so it was like well yeah we fell short in those alternatives yeah like you said they didn't fit the bill completely the alternatives like you could say well was it the second shooter so the grassy no okay well who's that shooter and that so it could answer one or two points but then there's all these other things that it couldn't answer and the warren commission incomplete as it was was at least a cohesive story from beginning yeah. to end that yeah, on the grassy knoll was a it was a Soviet CIA agent who was also yeah. in the mafia, apparently. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so anyway, that's that's what brought us to this topic was first this this person on TikTok, her ridiculous assertion that the Roman Empire did not exist, and then history TikTok rallying to Mini Minuteman's call to totally pick apart her arguments one by one. And that doesn't mean it changed her mind. It didn't. I just checked before we did this episode. It did. She's still going. She's still going strong. But it's important to speak out against these kind of ridiculous notions when they pop up, because if they don't, then they just kind of get embedded in the zeitgeist, as Jeff would say. Um, and so that, that, that brought us to our topic. Um, there's lots of conspiracy theories out there. One that I never thought would exist is the flat earth conspiracy theory that we do in fact live on a flat earth. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's quite a few defenders of that on TikTok as well. And uh, people going back and forth with them, but you know, I, I don't know where you want to take this topic. If you want to just well, talk so about one ridiculous thing, ones or one thing that I'd say is interesting. And I'm trying to remember where I heard this and it was, uh, you know, when considering a situation, uh, nine out of 10 times, incompetence is the culprit rather than maliciousness, right? So um, just because something happened does mm-hmm. not necessarily mean that it was coordinated and a conspiracy to make that happen. It's sure. in most cases, incompetence, right? People were not, 
<clears throat> rarely do people act in a way and succeed in some massive plot or plan. Oftentimes things kind of happen that way. Uh, my dad was an airline pilot for many uh, years. And uh, I think he described it once as like plane crashes happen when you have the Swiss cheese effect, right? So if you have one slice of Swiss cheese, you're going to have holes in it. Each of those holes is a problem that will actually cause an accident. So what they do in airplanes is they put many layers of Swiss cheese because they know that, yes, all these systems can fail. Every system we've ever built can fail. When we layer them on top of each other, we have the ability to cover up most of those holes. And so you have very few instances where things will fail. So again, even when you have many layers, incompetence can still lead to big disasters. And mm -hmm. those aren't necessarily purposeful, directed at the end of a conspiracy. So, you know, oftentimes when something bad happens, and that's for conspiracies that are where something bad is happening, it's usually due to comp incompetence rather than maliciousness. That's um, interesting. And so you mentioned Flat Earth. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called uh, Behind the Curve. <laughs> oh, God. Which is a great uh, title for it because it's about flat earthers. Mm -hmm. And it's a fascinating documentary where they just kind of follow these people who are in this movement and they try to do scientific experiments to prove the earth is flat. And um, it's, it's odd, but so that one on its face, you know, what, what would be the goal of preventing everyone from understanding the earth is flat? If it was flat, what would be mm -hmm. the objective? Yeah. And, and that's what I don't get. I don't get the end game because I was watching some guy on TikTok again, flat earther. And he was talking about, you know, cause someone says, well, why can't we just go to the ice wall? Cause they believe the earth is a disc and there's an ice wall that keeps all the water from falling off of it, I guess. And so well, why can't we just go to the ice wall? And the guy's like, well, we can't go to the ice wall because the United States government and all these world's governments would, would scramble their jets and shoot us down and sink us. If we tried to get to the ice wall. And I'm like, that's like, we can't, we can't even agree with China on anything right now. But you think that there's this grand cabal that we're coordinating with all the world's governments to make sure that nobody gets to the ice wall? Like it, the, the scope of a conspiracy is just mind boggling that that's that that size. It's the same thing with the moon landing was faked, right? Like, which is, was a popular one. I remember when I was in college and I, I'm assuming it's still popular today, but like it was another it's like the scope of something like that is just massive. And what's the end game? What does it prove other than, yeah, I mean, you so, just don't believe it. You just don't believe. So the, what's thinking of the moon eyes. landing, the end game there is to say we've made it to the moon and kind of beat the Soviet. So that would be the end game for that one to keep it covered up to this point. Doesn't make a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so you you probably seen uh, there's there's kind of a a meme out there where uh, you know they say they fake the moon landing and who they hired to do, to fake it was uh, the director uh, Stanley Kubrick that they hired Stanley Kubrick to fake the moon landing, but of course he wanted to be so realistic that they actually shot on location on the moon. 
That sounds like that's very, uh, very Kubrick like. So, uh, you know, again, I, what, what is, what is the point of faking that moon landing? Now here's something that I, I did here again, I haven't verified this, uh, but someone just posted this on TikTok. Uh, I, I don't know, past day or two, the man, uh, who is responsible for, uh, exp- like f- finding the Titanic wreck and exploring it. His name was Ballard. Um, there had often been a theory that that was just a cover-up of something else he was doing for the U.S. Navy. Well, the person on TikTok claimed that documents just released in the past few weeks reveal that he, in fact, was helping the Navy recover two uh, U.S. nuclear submarines that had sunk in the 1960s. <laughs> and they invented the cover story of we're going to have you go search for the Titanic because then the Russians won't follow you around. They did the work, recovered or dealt with the subs. And then with 12 days left, they're like, well, let's go ahead and look for the Titanic. And they found it. Make the lie um, true. So uh, apparently that is. So that'd be actual... a conspiracy that turned out to be true. Conspiracy. And, so uh, again, is that really a conspiracy or is that just a, covert government operation are those are those conspiracies because yes they are people are conspired and oftentimes what they do if you take something like the tuskegee experiments is that a conspiracy or is it a covert operation is it illegal yes is it immoral maybe they're a little bit of both yeah um so there are conspiracies that we have confirmed the flat earth is one that i'm i'm very curious i i really want to give flat earthers the resources necessary to carry out the experiments that they think will prove this Mm -hmm. and to see their response when it's disproved. But yeah, but even if they, they do get disproven, I'm sure they'll find some way to rationalize why they're still correct. If that makes any sense, like some of that, maybe not all of them, but some of them will be so far gone that there there's literally nothing that you could say, do or show that would change their mind. And it's just fascinating because it's not, you know, it's not about evidence. It's not about reason. It's just about belief in this thing. And I just don't know why they believe this thing that's so out of the mainstream. And then they would say, well, you're the one being duped and you're a sheep. And I I guess, but it just, when I think about the scale of some of these conspiracy theories, I'm like, for them to be pulled off. And to keep now 7 billion people in the dark about it is just, it's unfathomable for me to understand how that could be pulled off. Um, but not, you know, what, what do I know? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the flat earthers have got something on me, but yeah, maybe you know. the alternatives to the Romans discovered the earth was flat and the church covered them up. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe the, that's it. Cause the church wanted to, prove it was yeah well that doesn't really make sense well and then there's hollow earth there's the hollow earth theory where and this is one that was explored and i can't remember the name of the guy um that did it but like you know this guy printed this hollow earth book or manual and saying yeah the earth is hollow and there's this whole other civilization that lives in it and you just got to get to the south pole and you can get into the hollow earth from there and he funded he got expeditions funded the united states government actually funded 
mm-hmm. this expedition for the hollow earth. And obviously they didn't find the hollow earth and it's just, you know, and the guy was able to sell it off as some, I think he was able to spin it off and, and still make money off of it somehow. But the point is, so you have the hollow earth people then you got the flat earth people and like, what are those discussions like at the conspiracy convention? Because one group is saying, yeah, the earth is obviously round because it's hollow and there's a secret earth inside of it. And you got the other side, no, it's not how it's not round because it's not hollow because it's a disc and there's an ice wall surrounding could there. The earth. Be, like, like I would love to go see that discussion. Could there be a separate earth on the other side popcorn. of the flat oh. of the coin? Oh, What's so there's the like tail? a whole other yeah. universe planet. So heads is us and tail is bizarro earth. Yeah, honestly, maybe. like maybe why not? Because if we go over the ice wall, but, we'll discover them. But I thought the ice wall kept the water on the earth. But maybe the ice wall is just keeping us to finding out the truth that there's yeah. a reverse earth yeah. on the other there's side of the no ice wall. There's no issue with the water sliding there off we the go. side. We just we created a new conspiracy theory. That's what the yeah, that's what the that's what the this is the ice wall truthers want us to know off topic from that there's a guy uh, that i follow on tiktok who's a he's a math guy he's a math teacher so these videos on math they're great but he posed this question of what would happen if at this very moment on the exact opposite side of the sun moving in exact like opposite of us another earth appeared like and the question was how long would it take for us to know that they were there Because they're on the other side of the sun. And so I guess some astrophysicists got involved and said, we'd know within a few minutes because we would detect the magnet, like magnetic disruptions and, Mm -hmm. you know, astrophysicists, you can't trust them. They're in on the flat earth. (laughs) So, okay. The moon landing was fake. I'd say that's, that's pretty unlikely. Yeah. Um, The government killed JFK. Now we talked about this briefly. Mm -hmm. I'll say, I don't think the Warren, I think the Warren Commission is incomplete. And I think something happened. I cannot definitively say what the other thing was. I do think Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. Shot JFK. Yep. And shot and killed. I I believe his bullets hit. Yep. But there was that, but the problem is, is that was he good enough with shot? to shoot three bullets. And I don't remember how fast it was, but it was just a couple seconds and shoot them at a moving target that accurately. I've made three, three pointers in a row. Uh, it's basically so, the same thing. Yeah. So listen, it What's, can happen. Like he doesn't have to be a perfect shot to make this happen. It helps. You gotta be point. a pretty good shot. And yeah, that was the big, that was one of the big holes that the Warren commission had was that, Lee Harvey Oswald was not known for his marksmanship when he served in the army and for him to make those shots at that car, as it's moving away at that speed in that, that quickness or that short time frame, three to four seconds. Yeah. It's like, bam, bam, bam. And he obviously with the last one being the one that killed him, um, could he have done that? It didn't seem like it based on his service record, but you know, there's a time between when he was in the service and when JFK died that he could have been going to the gun range and practicing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, the other question is the, the famous back into the left yeah. um, 
from the Zapruder film that Kevin Costner so eloquently pointed out in the movie JFK. And, you know, if, if Harvey Oswald was shooting him from behind, why would his head go back from that last blow? So those holes there is making it seem like there probably was a second shooter. Mm-hmm. Now, was that second shooter someone in the employee of the United States government? I don't know. Or was it, you know, because Lee Harvey Oswald had, did have ties to Cuba and the Russians. Yeah. Was it a second shooter that was an asset for the Russians that wanted JFK gone? Possibly. But that's the problem is that. Because then you also have motives. those conspiracies so, can what are the fill motives? all those holes. Because, uh, you know, you could say, well, was it the CIA because they wanted to stay involved in Vietnam? Mm-hmm. Uh, JFK would have pulled us out of Vietnam. So then why would the Russians kill him if he's going to pull out of Vietnam? Like that benefits mm-hmm. the Soviets. So unless they want to keep tensions high, it's a whole bunch of, well, what's the motivation? Well, you have to create other oh. conspiracies to make the conspiracy yeah. that you're trying to prove work. Is it the bankers so who want to stay on the gold standard or who want to go mm-hmm. like pr- create a was cashless it, society? Was it Lyndon Johnson who wanted to assume power, right? That was another one is that Lyndon Johnson orchestrated the hit so that he could be the president. And I, you know, I, I don't know. And, and it took place in Texas, which was Johnson's home state. Like there's all these other things, you know, but yeah, that's a good story. That's possibly what maybe happened, but it can't be proven. The Warren commission, like I said, is com- incomplete as it was did prove, or at least made a very good case that Lee Harvey Oswald was a shooter that yeah. shot at JFK and probably killed him. Mm-hmm. That that's that's pretty concrete. Everything else is it gets a lot more murky. And so you can say, well, the Warren Commission is missing this stuff, sure, but nothing you're proposing can be proven. Yeah, it's and very that's, circumstantial, and it's got a lot of un, a very loose ends to mm-hmm. it. Uh, did you know on the topic of assassination? That John Wilkes Booth is buried in an unmarked grave at the Booth family gravesite, right? So the I Booths, did, thanks to you. I and did that. what do people leave at that gravesite? What do they do? They leave pennies. They leave <laughs> Abraham Lincoln <laughs> pennies on Booth's unmarked grave. Oh my all gosh! Eternity. What a Lincoln's like. I'm dunking on you till the end of time. Yep, I love it. That's awesome. So here's another conspiracy. I'm going to, this one says COVID-19 was injured by engineered by the media. And for what it's worth, we're pulling this article from popular Popular mechanics Mechanics, earlier this year written by Charlotte Chilton. So if you're curious about where we're getting these kind of wild conspiracy theories, um, this is the list that we have right now. So COVID-19 was engineered by the media. Uh, False, pretty false. Uh, I'm not going to say the media didn't, so again, like there's an incompetence and in like the maliciousness that the media, yeah, you're going to get Fox News and CNN and all these people to get on board and say, let's make up a disease and then just do all this false reporting. And we're going to mm-hmm. somehow make sure that 400,000 Americans die as well and that doctors can get on board and say that this is what caused all these deaths and that – um <clears throat> You know, every time somebody gets sick, they're going to get t- test positive. Well, it's, COVID. again, it's something that's happening worldwide. 
Yeah. So you need yeah. worldwide cooperation between 200 countries who do not always get along. And you yeah. think at least one of them would be like, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. You guys are all lying. So like- not, not to say the media hasn't made poor choices over the past two, 25 years. Um, with things or that they've Trump, they've, they've like sure. say trumped up, but that they've kind of exaggerated things here and there. And have they exaggerated things with COVID-19? Sure. Have they exaggerated sure. things or downplayed things with COVID-19? Absolutely. But to say but that then there's also been some excellent reporting to do so. But that's the thing. And that's what bothered me because we say the media, right? Like it's just yeah. this monolith. <clears throat> like, no, it's not. Like if CNN was making, just making stuff up, you absolutely knew, absolutely no Fox news would be all over them mm-hmm. trying to dig that up because it means ratings and vice versa. If, if, if Newsmax or Fox News is making stuff, you know, the other outlets would be, no, 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 here they're lying and here's the receipts. Like, and they do that now. So I just can't imagine that that's all a show so they can invent this disease. And again, and even if without that, there's all these other journalists and people that aren't part of legacy media or mainstream or, you know, traditional media and I'm including Fox News in that because they are the mm-hmm. biggest news network in the country. Um, there's all these other journalists that just do excellent work and have done excellent work throughout the pandemic on reporting, trying to be as truthful as they can and trying not to be alarmist one way or the other. And, and to say, well, the media is, is yeah. it's all big conspiracies like that's if you believe that, then where are you getting that information from the media? What what media are you getting that from? Because then they're part of the conspiracy. Yeah, they'd have to. Right? Like, like you, where are yeah. you getting it from? If the if the whole media is controlling this, where are you getting your truth from? Yeah, what what parts are not included? Because if you're just getting your an article from Substack from an independent journalist, well, are they the media or are they not? Mm-hmm. I, so you have to kind of you have to draw your line somewhere. Well, then you have to say my media, the media I get is good, but everyone else yeah. is, well then, and yeah. so it's very I got, subjective. I got told to change the channel on Twitter. Today. Oh, I saw that. And, and, uh, I, was and like, I was like, I was like, from like, what? ESPN and, and yeah. NFL Red Zone? Like, I have I not, that. the last time I've watched Fox News or CNN for more than a three minute stint, just because I flipped to the channel, was November, whatever the election was in 2020. Yeah. And and I had all like five channels on at some point. So and here's uh, what's funny, kind of funny is when I was watching that election coverage, I was actually watching like ABC News or CBS, mm-hmm. like the, the just the net, like George Stephanopoulos, whatever he's on. So I'm like, you know, and whoever was it, Steve Kornacki? I was watching Dad Bod History's live coverage. We did have some good stuff. I forgot we we did do that election <laughs> night, but we, even we had to give up at about eleven o'clock. We're like, well, we have no idea what's happening right now, and then yeah. <laughs> but I was still watching it um, throughout the night to see what was happening. But the whole point, yeah, I, the COVID-19 engineered by the media is just, it's nonsensical so, to it, me. It, it doesn't and, make sense. And not to say that, again, there's so many different things with COVID-19 and we, I don't want to spend too much time on it just because it gets us in a rabbit hole. But, you know, the uh, a natural, uh, you know, kind of, a natural emergence from, from nature of this disease, or was it again, a function thing, or was it designed specifically to be released on the world? Those are three different things. Not sure which one it was. I'd say it kind of towards the middle, probably a lab lake. 
right? Was there something nefarious going on? Possibly. Was it intentional? I doubt it. People, people can't pull off this kind of stuff uh, successfully most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, have people taken advantage of that? Some have. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Some media people have blown it out of proportion uh, to an extent. Some people have really downplayed it. Um, I'd say, you know, we kind of talked about the federal response is response. Is it tyrannical? Uh, you know, I was on Twitter kind of poking some buttons. Oh, you know, I don't think the haymakers. federal government's response has been tyrannical. I don't think it is tyrannical. It could move there at some point, but I kind of doubt it. But I do think certain states have gone more in that direction than others. That's where I think the real experiment, not a conspiracy, is happening because we're going to have all this data at the end. 230 countries responded differently. 10 years from now, we're going to be able to look back and say, what was most effective? 50 different states responded differently. We're going to be able to look back 10 years from now and say, which was effective? And is it intentional? Is it planned? Is it directed? No. Well, what is the phrase? Never let a crisis go to waste. Yeah. Right. That's a real politic type of answer is you can say, I I don't think the United States government, I don't think the world's governments were like doing anything nefarious, but there was definitely some missteps along the way. Mm -hmm. And there's also people that were using this as an opportunity to take advantage. And you can say, take advantage, however you, whatever you want, you can say there's people that were downplaying it to, you know, for whatever reason, then there's people that were overhyping it maybe so that they could get ratings or they could, you know, say, well, yeah, it is this terrible thing. And I've got this way of dealing with it and you should buy that thing for me. You know, there, there's always people that are going to exploit any nearly sort of certain that Amazon is the only thing that could have engineered this whole crisis. Yeah. They basically and, control the economy at this and point. They, and they benefited from it more than anyone else. They did. Yeah, they made hundreds of billions of dollars last year. When everyone else was shuttering, Amazon was doing all right. So if there is a conspiracy- They were delivering. Yeah, it's Amazon. That's a great point. And so that's where I, I find it interesting because governments tend to be a little bit more incompetent than corporations tend to be. I think it depends so, on the, the but, thing they're doing, but yeah. Yeah, but so when it comes to corporations and conspiracies, a there's a more contained environment with which, within which a corporation can carry something out. Um, this theory, this next one. Did you have anything more to say on the COVID one? Because no, we'll spend yeah. an hour talking about COVID. Um, Disney created Frozen as a distraction. <laughs> I saw that one, and that then one I read it. Laugh. I'm like, that actually makes a ton of sense. They're talking about like cryotechnology, cryogenics. And they want to like deflect from people looking up frozen, like Disney cryogenics. It's going to direct to this movie that a turns out to be a fantastic hit. And I enjoyed thoroughly multiple times, but then um, pushes down the conspiracy that Disney froze his body on the algorithm it pushes that down. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a great <laughs> one. I'm like, that's a, uh, but I think that Disney one's almost believable. Off. Well, because we have the Disney, we've got Disney is, you know, the house of mouse. You don't mess with the house of mouse. And they've got some shady things that they do already that we know of, especially the way that they treat their animators and like all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe that one's not so uh not so wild. Yeah. I mean, they basically the, they, print money, so why not? Well, they used to, didn't they have Disney Bucks? They so there was something I, I saw a while back. Um, they had this 
um, what is it called? They have, um, yeah, here it is. Disney invented two colors because they're really good at social engineering. Like that, that's what I've always said makes their, their rides really good is that you, the ride starts while you're in line, right? Cause they set an ambiance, six flags, other theme parks don't really do this in a great way because you're just standing in line, but Disney makes the whole line standing experience interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they do a good job of engineering that stuff, but Disney invented two colors. Forget when they did this, but it's called go away green. Mm-hmm. which they paint behind things like yep. the buildings so that it just kind of blends in with the plants. Well, the buildings, like the behind the scenes building. Yeah. Like the, the, the stages. Yeah. Cause if you look at satellite photos, you can see that most of certain rides are in these massive sound stages, not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's odd to figure out where they, they fit. The other one was called blending blue, which is supposed to make it look like it goes into the sky. Like they're good at social engineering. Mm-hmm. Disney really knows what it's doing. So this one I don't think is too far out because I think they could pull it off. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, let's make a movie. So people stop talking about us freezing Walt Disney's body in a cryogenic lab. Okay. What are we going to call it? Frozen. Does it have to have a story? Yeah. Figure it out. Just have some good songs and, and a so funny snowman. And they made be the movie great. soul. To like distract us from the fact they're capturing our souls. <laughs> yep, exactly. Possible. It's all part of the plan. What about yep. this next one? Uh, Denver International Airport is Illuminati's headquarters. I've heard this a few times in the past. I've heard it. The Illuminati, right, is this secret cabal. I think of like lizard people that control oh, no, the world. I don't think it's the lizard people. Well, I, see, I could okay. be wrong, but maybe the lizard people are someone else. But the, the Illuminati is this like. It's kind of like uh, Masons, the Masonic Order. It's this secret cabal of people that control the world, um, like the Rothschilds and and all this stuff. That Bilderbergers, the Bilderbergers, they control all the money in the Where's world. Joel, they, they, when we need him, oh man, he would be on this. Yeah, he'd be like you know, and it is here. It's not the Denver <laughs> Airport. It's Kansas City International. Okay, Joel, of course. But, everything <laughs> runs through Kansas. Yeah, it's City. everything's Kansas City because Truman or it's something under Truman's statue. Yeah. <laughs> So did, did he ever take you to see the statue of Truman there in independence? No. no so it just, so you know, uh, Harry Truman was a Mason and uh, our college roommate was big into these secret societies, kind of looking into them. And he, he realized uh, Harry Truman was a Mason and he was pretty high up in the Masons. And he's like, you go outside the Truman library in independence, Missouri has a statue of him. Then when you get up close, like all there's not a lot of details in his features. It's kind of like angular, except for one detail. And that's on his, I think it's his left hand. His ring finger is a Masonic ring and it is very detailed. Mm. So that meant something. Um, That's the thing. It's like with the Masons, and I guess we'll get back to the Illuminati, but the Masons, right? This idea that, that, you know, they came from the Knights Templar, right? That that's where they, their order started was the, the Knights Templar and they've got all this secret wisdom and they're kind of hoarding all this information and wealth. The same thing with the Illuminati is these very, you know, blue blood families that control, you know, the, 
the, the world's money and the world's economy and anything that they say, they have these secret meetings and they make the decisions for how the world's going to go the next five to 10 years. And, and so it's all part of this giant cabal and conspiracy that controls everything. And for some reason, Denver International Airport is their secret headquarters, which maybe is a great secret headquarters because I never would have picked it. I would have picked like a castle in Switzerland. That's where I would, if I was the Illuminati, I'd have my secret quarters there. But well, uh, Denver's thinking. also in the mountains. It is in the mountains. So there have you, you ever go. Have you been to Denver International Airport? I have. I mean, it's a nice airport. I think I yeah. always steakhouse there. I mean, that's good, but I don't know if it's like Illuminati it's just a good. cover yeah. for the <laughs> Illuminati. I, uh, is Elway the gatekeeper to the Illuminati secret headquarters? He might be. Maybe. So, I mean, here's the thing, because you do have the Bilderbergers, you do have these different meetings of very powerful people from time to time. And they do talk about economics. They do talk about mm -hmm. larger scale things. So to say, you know, are those conspiracies? No, but I think they direct a lot of what happens in a, in a large scale way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about like all the bankers in the world and how they choose to use the money that they have at their disposal affects markets in the world. But I think, you know, the power of the people, the invisible hand is more powerful than those. But, uh, you know. Well, then what do what do the Bilderbergers think of the Elon Musk's? Or the Jeff Bezos of the world, this this young wealth, this new new rich or whatever they call nouveau riche, right? Are they invited to the club? I because don't. Elon Musk is the richest man in the world right now. I, I so. doubt it. But so here's a question: because uh, we've briefly talked about this time to time, would would the Bretton Woods Agreement be a conspiracy? I don't know if it's a conspiracy because I don't think it was done in secret. Right. It seemed like okay. it was all pretty upfront. I mean, maybe there was stuff that happened that we I'm sure there was stuff that happened that we don't know about. But uh, the the context of what we understand with the Bretton Woods Agreement after World War Two is pretty clear. You know, the United States Navy ensures global trade. Uh, you will dismantle your empires and you allow the United States Navy to secure trade routes across the seas. I mean, those things seemed pretty clear at the time. So I wouldn't call it a conspiracy just because it was public, but it was definitely yeah. a, a big deal. <laughs> it's uh, definitely a Illuminati, world powers deciding Illuminati the fate of the world. people are two wildly different things. Oh, were you researching that? Yes. That's fair. Oh, okay. good. Well, they got to come up with the uh, reptilian control thing is also a Holocaust denier. So, Oh, great. Which okay. That's another, I guess, conspiracy, right? To say the Holocaust didn't happen. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's some uh, sort of I don't know if it would be. Well, yeah, there'd be a conspiracy to invent this ev event. Yeah. Right. And perpetrate yeah, there's, that there's event. Holocaust deniers um, and there's a lot of it's just rooted straight up in the anti-Semitism that caused the Holocaust, you know, because a lot of conspiracies, especially when we're talking about things like the Illuminati um, or any sort of economic thing is is. Uh, that secretly Jews are controlling Jewish people are controlling the economy of the world. Cause I think the Rothschilds um, mm -hmm. have some Jewish heritage or, or something like that and, or are Jewish. And it's like, Oh, okay. I mean, they're just a wealthy family. You don't 
apply that same standard that all Gentiles or all, you know, Asian Americans or, or whomever are secretly controlling the world because they are Gentiles, you know, they, but when it's a Jewish person that happens to be very wealthy, well, that's clearly because it's all part of some grand conspiracy. So the point being is the, I, I would think the Holocaust denial is that same anti-Semitism that still sadly runs through a lot of our world today. Yeah. So, yeah. And Ash, uh, Rothschilds, a wealthy Ashkenazi family originally from Frankfurt. Okay. In the 1700s. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. And I don't know if the Bilderbergers are as well, but like, it's again, it's based well, they're the Rothschilds. Yeah. They're wealthy, but you know, they're not Christian. So they're probably up to something nefarious. Well, and that was one of the things that, that was, I think in Europe, because the Jews who lived in Europe for many years were not beholden to the um, kind of Catholic and early, not early Christian, early Protestant uh, rules against uh, usury, right? So mm. where the Catholic Church enforced well, and I believe charge usury, well, Jews were able to. So the fact well, that then they're able to start banking, right? Yeah, and they were money lenders, and and I think another part of that though is like in some of these cities is that at the time being a banker or money lender was seen as like a lower class, not a lower class, but like a less desirable, less wanted job. And it was looked upon with scorn, like, well, kind of like a tax collector. Yeah. Right? And so Jews were, weren't allowed to do what the more prestigious trades would be. And so they're like, well, we'll be bankers. And so then they became very good at banking because that's what they were permitted to do. And then the Catholics and the, some of the Protestants were like, well, look at the bankers, the Jews, and how they are robbing us of our money. And it's like, well, had you not forced them to be bankers, then, you know, like it it goes back to that. It's just that it's just straight anti-Semitism. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but that's what it comes down to. But it's interesting how it got there, this, this conspiracy that they're controlling the world's money. Well, because all these other events proceeded that made you think this. I know uh, when we were discussing pandemic to progress and I was researching the black death or the bubonic plague. And again, a lot of people blame the Jews and that's what forced the Jews to move to Poland because they're being persecuted in Western Europe. And so they left and went to Eastern Europe to avoid persecution. So then come world war II, why do 6 million Jews die in Poland? Well, because that's where they were forced to go hundreds of years before, like it all, you know, it, it all connects when you look at the history of it and not just to assume it's some other nefarious purpose. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. It's again, it's not, well, incompetence is going to play a role in many things rather than well, you can say people constantly being malicious. Yeah. It's a, I would just say bad actors, but it's not necessarily conspiracy. I mean, the, I don't think the Catholic church is being covert, about what they were doing, um, you know, and, and a lot of leaders in, in Europe, especially Western Europe, were doing when they were persecuting the Jews because the Jews made an easy scapegoat for them, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't a conspiracy. It was just being bad. And I think that's another thing is we like to say, well, anything bad must be a conspiracy. It's like, no, sometimes bad things happen 
because yeah. people suck. Like that's why it happened. <laughs> it's like you don't have to. Speaking you don't have of to, people sucking, Prince Charles the vampire. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that one blew my mind. <laughs> great, great segue. Prince uh, so Charles the vampire. Go ahead. Related to Vlad the Impaler. Who who is Vlad Dracul, uh, which means dragon, right? Like, mm-hmm. so the old the old story is it Vlad the Impaler, what the Romanian or Bulgarian lord king? You know, he impaled all his enemies on stakes, and at some point he made a deal with the devil to give him long life, and that's how he became a vampire. And then, so it says so, he's actually related to him. Which isn't but, shocking uh, based on what we know about well, royal they're families. They're all related to each other. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, there are a lot of blue bloods and they're all related. Um, he but he has poor Yeah. Sensitive to sunlight. I mean, that's kind of how he looks. I don't and know, he has an iron deficiency. Me. So he's got low iron count in his blood, which how do you solve that? Obviously by drinking other people's blood. So Iron clearly, let's not, let's not get reasonable. I mean, you could probably eat steak and that would help, but no, the, the only other logical option is, you know, thinking of conspiracies, here's a, a, a fictional conspiracy theory. Uh, what was the old, uh, gosh, the vampire movies from the early 2000s. Underworld. Um, underworld. Yeah. Where, you know, the vampires just had, they ran all the blood banks around the world just so they could feed and it's like yep that that makes that actually makes a little bit more sense than some of these Mm -hmm. um no i don't think he's a vampire no if he is he's not doing a very good job of it because he looks rough like yeah he needs you think he's a vampire he'd be be a bit he should have access to anyways bigfoot is real Mm. Mm, probably not no I, I I doubt it. I've, I've no. And it, well, it's so it's not even a conspiracy. Like who's conspiring? It would be Bigfoot. Is it the co- is it the coalition of Sasquatches or hiding the truth? But apparently, there's just the one. Or is it a conspiracy of uh, you know National Park Rangers <laughs> keeping it, it secret? Yes. Yep. The Park Service is keeping the truth. That's funny. <laughs> The yeah, Nazis, it's not really a conspiracy. Yeah. No, the Nazis had a secret base in, in the Antarctic. I've heard this um, one a few times. I think it's fascinating, but I don't think there's any truth to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Nazis had plans mm-hmm. on it. I mean, the Nazis had a lot of wild kind of plans and like big, they wouldn't be conspiracies. They were just big plans and i know they wanted to colonize the moon too right like they were well i mean we're still working on that one Mm -hmm. um but i know one idea that had been floated out there and actually they talked about it in uh the man in the high castle uh is to drain or pump the water out of the mediterranean and turn it into farmland and apparently there was a nazi who engineer who was like, yeah, we could do it. Here's what we'd have to do. We'd have to fill build up the streets a, of Gibraltar. Yeah. Build a dam there. And then we would pump the water out. It's like, well, you're going to, I'm pretty sure you're going to flood some coastal areas if you do that. But um, 
that apparently was a, a plan of theirs. Hmm. But uh, having a secret base in the Antarctic, I do not think that's true. I mean, right now, what do we have? We have research stations in the Antarctic, like at the South Pole and, and other yeah. countries do as well. And like, like they're basically just really nice Quonset huts. Like, like I mean, they're not. Yeah. They're nothing I follow, fancy. I follow some people on TikTok who are. Uh, no, I do too. And I love watching their videos. They're, they're great. But like, it's nothing. It's not, not much. Yeah. It's not secret base type stuff. It's, it's really hard to live in the Antarctic surprise, much less conduct yeah. clandestine. I don't think Washington operation. wanted to build a, build a secret base at Valley Forge. Uh, he, he had to. Yeah. So it's not ready to choose. Um, yeah, exactly. We're all living in the matrix or the simulation theory. Which came became really popular after the matrix came out that, well, maybe we already yeah. are in the matrix. Okay. Yeah, I, I, know. I don't know how you prove or disprove that. I mean, it's just, and I, yeah, Elon know. Musk has said this as well. Like either we, we, we are in it or we will be creating it at some point because the technology is moving that direction. So Either we've created it in the past and we're living in it or we will create it in the future. And it's more the most likely scenario, he says, is that we have already created it in the past. Or in the future. In the future past. It would be the same thing, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I mean, even if it did, it's literally has no effect on my life. Like, yeah. Okay. Machines. It's it's not really a conspiracy. Yeah. Among humans, it would be. Yeah, it would be like me being the conspirator to my Civilization five game. <laughs> exactly. You're all living on my computer. Yeah. All right. Uh, moon isn't real. I'm not even going to spend time on it. It's there. Go outside. Like. And it's been talked about for thousands of years everybody okay, knows about the moon now we go back to the movie uh what oh jim carrey film uh where he's in the tv show the truman, truman show. show yeah yeah um i mean you're just getting into this no, because then it's getting back into this Rome didn't exist type stuff. Like everybody's talked about the moon since the beginning of time. Like it's just too big of a conspiracy to say that the moon isn't real. And who's projecting it and onto what? Exactly. And then you're getting into flat earth now, type stuff. And do we live I've in a dome like been the to space. Greeks, though? That's true. So I've never been to space. I've also never been to any, well, no, that's not true. I've never been to Rome either. That's true. Uh, Maybe. Maybe it's true. Maybe there's something to it. All right. Moon might might not be real. Titanic didn't actually sink. Now, this is fascinating because I've heard this before, and this is one that I think is somewhat probable. And it involves the Titanic. The Olympic and the Lusitania, because they were all sister ships. They're all sister ships. They're slightly different from each other, but just to the not so keen observer, you wouldn't tell the difference unless you're looking counting windows and other things like that. Um. So, 
Uh, maybe it doesn't involve the Lusitania, but hey, the Lusitania yeah. was the third ship. Yeah. <clears throat> My understanding Olympic, was that the Olympic, they had the conspiracies, and it, they were going to use it to collect insurance. But yeah, so the Olympic was damaged. Mm-hmm. And they were told, well, if the Olymp- if something happens to the Olympic, we're no longer going to insure the Olympic because it's damaged. It's already ruined. So he said, okay. So they took the Titanic, repainted it for as the Atlantic, did the same thing the Olympic, sent the Olympic out and intentionally crashed it so that they could, since it was, it was called the Titanic, it would be insured and they'd get the money out of it. Mm-hmm. But then you and, still have- And the owner of the ship, the guy that built it, suddenly didn't go on the trip. He was supposed to make that trip. And he he canceled last minute. And so they're like, mm-hmm. well, he canceled because he knew the ship was going to sink, which is more coincidental than probably nefarious. But it does lend yeah. credence to the theory, which is what yeah. makes it interesting. Well, I'm sure there's a handful of people that canceled on that trip. You know, I'm sure there's an Irish mother who in her wily sense of wanting to be nefarious, canceled her trip along with mm-hmm. her seven children because she was planning on crashing, you know. How many other people canceled their trip? Well, and you always read about that after 9-11, right? About the people that missed the flight or didn't go into work that day, right? Like there's always going to be those instances when disaster strikes of people that didn't. And then, oh, well, one of the people that didn't show happened to be some well-to-do person. And that's why is because he actually secretly knew it was going to happen. Of course. Of course he knew. Yeah. All right. Uh, Apollo 17 wasn't the last moon mission. So Apollo 17 was in 1972. After that, we stopped sending astronauts to space or so they would have us believe. Uh, But actually, a movie about Apollo 18 came out and some believe the mission was real. And ended when the alien, when the astronauts had to run in with aliens. So there you go. Some people just took a movie and and said, maybe that's real. Well, I mean, people did the same thing with L. Ron Hubbard's books. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds wildly popular religion. I don't know if it's wildly popular, but it's wildly influential, at least in Hollywood. All right, zombies can rise from the dead. Well, I mean, yes, zombies can, but zombies don't exist. (laughs) So, (laughs) yep. Now, there is the idea, I think it's in the Caribbean, <laughs> what is it, zombification, where people would take these certain drugs and it would make um, them susceptible to simple commands. And so they'd be zombie-like. Huh. But I think that's where zombies come, the word zombie, it's like a Caribbean or a Creole word. And so zombification is that. But, um, and so it would make them useful as workers or slaves, but not undead you know servants of the dark one or anything like that chewing on brains exactly uh so yeah zombies can rise from the dead but they ain't real i mean unless you go by this idea of what zombification is in the caribbean but yeah it's a it's not a and it's again it's not even a conspiracy theory it's just an idea like it's not like the government has the truth (laughs) of zombies isn't hiding it from us like just yeah. Well, I thought it was uh, TNT. Is it TNT? TNT? Who puts out The Walking Dead? TB. Is it TNT? 
Yeah. AMC. CNT. No, it's AMC. AMC. That's right. Yeah. So is AMC's uh, conspiracy? That's they actually the, no. So they're just, they're using them as extras. Propaganda. Exactly. Yeah. They need to do something with all these. Wow, these zombies, zombies look so realistic. Yeah, don't they? Hmm. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> That's awesome. Bill Gates uh, is making fake snow. Uh, I don't know. I mean, sure. Fake, fake snow that burns instead of melts. What? That doesn't make any is sense. Is that like causing forest fires? I don't. I can't even. Yeah, I'm moving on to the next one. Well. I'm sure he could get a snow machine. I mean, yeah, he can make fake snow. But, but it's not really fake snow. I mean, it is technically snow. Yeah. It just didn't fall from a cloud. Exactly. Uh, the Bet's Mystery Sphere is an alien material. Um, Bet's Mystery Sphere has baffled the public since it was found by a couple in Florida in 1974. Conspiracy theorists are convinced it's alien material, while others, such as the military, just say it's a man-made object. Uh, it brings up just kind of alien conspiracies in general. One of the ones that I liked was the Phoenix Lights. That was something that happened when you were a kid, right? In the 90s, I mean, early 90s? I was in high school, I think. So well, yeah, it was in the 90s then, yeah. Yeah, I was in high so school. So the, uh, these mysterious lights that zipped over phoenix well they didn't zip over they were they were over south mountain and they were just kind of like this line of lights and they're just blinking and it happened a couple times and uh both times like within a week the uh the u.s military the u.s air force was like no they were just flares that we were testing and part the way of hearing they moved that, yeah, the way that, well, they just kind of stayed in place. So one is, okay, they're flares. Um, you don't think doing this over the sixth most populous city in the nation might have drawn some attention? And yeah. you did it twice? And you didn't say anything beforehand? It is on. Like, and it, it's one of those things like, okay, um, your explanation doesn't make sense, and I don't believe you. But that doesn't necessarily mean it was an alien spacecraft. Well, and that's what's interesting is now that the CIA, I said the CIA, but uh, whatever, the federal government is now releasing a lot of these documents from from their military and the Air Force and all that, and saying, "Yeah, UFOs are real." And here's some of the documents that we have and videos and stuff like that that show that UFOs exist. Now that they're not saying that they're aliens, they're just saying they're unidentified flying objects. We yeah. don't know what they are, but it is interesting in that you could almost say, well, it was a conspiracy, right? The government was keeping information from us that turned mm -hmm. out to be true, you know, because yeah. the line from the government for the longest time was no UFOs don't exist. They don't exist. They don't exist. And they would keep coming up with, well, it was weather balloons or it was flares or, you know, they keep saying, well, we were just testing these other things. It's like, but now they do exist. The problem is nobody talks about it because it happened during the COVID pandemic. So no, like, like this, this giant bomb of news came out that yes, the government admits that UFOs exist, but we were too focused on COVID. And sounds and like the media conspiracy. was yep. involved. There we go. Uh, yeah. COVID Anderson Cooper covering invented. up for UFOs. Yeah. There's one thing I know about Anderson Cooper. 
he's a shill for the United <laughs> States government and, and their deep state projects. Um, anyway, really interesting that that's another one where it would be you could consider it a conspiracy that has now been proven true. Amelia Earhart was eaten by crabs. This is interesting because when we discussed this, when we were talking about explorers, that episode, I think that was Jeff's topic. And I've actually seen this conspiracy. I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I think it just may be something that happened. Well, that's where I'm confused. This is, why is she eaten by crabs? Why doesn't she die of an infection from a sunburn? Why does she die in the plane crash? Why doesn't she get hit in the head with a coconut? Like, this is completely unverifiable. Mm -hmm. Like she... There's a thousand ways she could have died and we have no way of knowing. Yeah. They're like, well, if she made it to this island and she lived long enough with her co-pilot and, and then she was eating my crap. It's like, okay, well, great. But it's not a conspiracy. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just a, a theory. Right? It's just a postulation of what might've happened. But no, I'd say the conspiracies are that, no, she was picked up by the Japanese and taken hostage. That would be more conspiracy theory. And that's something that came out a few years ago and they thought mm -hmm. they had some evidence. And then that kind of got and they got debunked got pretty quickly. Tossed. But, but yeah, her getting eaten by crabs, unless the United States government is weaponizing coconut crabs to kill female air pilots. I don't think it's a, a real conspiracy theory. What was the sequest? Remember the show Sequest? And I they do. had the dolphin that was trained to like. <laughs> I do remember that. And then like laser sharks. So why wouldn't you move to crabs? The weaponized crabs. Yeah. Uh, Nessie, Loch Ness Monster, lives in Scotland. Again, I don't consider this a conspiracy. It's just, it's like Bigfoot. Yeah. It's a crypto, it was a, it's a cryptozoology. That's what it is cryptozoology yeah the belief in like you know Secret kind of mythical creatures, creatures. Yeah, yeah stuff like that like bigfoot like nessie like uh, the yeti uh 5g causes cancer and covid19 that's a new one i didn't know this it caused covid hilarious i got vaccinated back in march and i remember after i was vaccinated I went up to our school nurse who actually at some point has been like, he's been in charge of a lot of things in our County. Him being a school nurse is something that he just was like, this is something I want to do and I enjoy it. So he knows what he's dealing with and talking about, mm -hmm. but I went up to him after I was vaccinated. I'm like, Hey, do I need, do you need a copy of my vaccination card? And he said, no, I don't. I said, okay, Hey, should I, should I expect any change in like, like how, how many bars I get on my phone? <laughs> yeah. And, and he looked at me like, I could tell he was thinking in his head. Oh dear Lord. Do I have to explain this to him? He can't be this dumb. This he is one of the teachers. This, this is one of the teachers at our school. Like, and I'm like, dude, I'm just kidding. I'm special. <laughs> it was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I, I did want to talk about COVID conspiracies. This is one of them. It's that 5G causes cancer. That's, I mean, ever since people have heard of 5G, and they kind of do it with every G of cellular technology that comes out, is that, oh, this is going to cause cancer. This is going to, 
you know, do all these negative things for our health. And it's one that comes out, it kind of gets people whipped up into a frenzy until 5G actually rolls out. And then people are like, man, my phone is really fast now. Man, 5G is awesome. And then it'll be 6G, next, the next generation. That'll be the one that causes, it, it keeps coming back with every subsequent generation of cellular technology. And it's just really interesting that 5G started rolling around around the time of COVID. And mm-hmm. so the correlation is that 5G causes COVID, right? That's That's how that happened. And then conversely, people, once they got their vaccine for COVID, they got microchips installed as part of the vaccine so that the government can track you using 5G <laughs> signals to- Listen, I- So it's circular, it's a circular conspiracy is all I'm saying. It's very interesting how that, that dovetailed one into the other. The US government has on multiple occasions used immunizations or shots as a way to do something nefarious. But using the COVID-19 vaccine to insert chips is far less effective than just throwing those microchips into Big Macs and yeah. just having us ingest them. Or in the phone you already have, like you're carrying yeah, they, your tracking device. You paid a thousand dollars for it. Probably. Yeah. Like, they don't have to put it into your vaccine. Yeah, that, That's true as well. Like I don't, or, you know, you get your, your smartwatch. If you got one, it, it's just like, mm-hmm. and I don't go anywhere without my phone. And yeah, yeah, I tell most of the apps, don't track this or don't track that. Yeah, and the, funny, and the tracking device that they inject into you in a vaccine, what is that going to do? It's going to tell your location. You know, it's going to have a signal. And maybe that's it. Your phone can tell the U.S. government what your heart rate is, how much you slept last night, what your daily steps are. They can tell you what you're watching, what you're, you know, surfing on the Internet, all this stuff. Yep. They don't They don't need a tracking device. You, you gave them everything. They yeah. have it. Willingly. Yeah. We're moving on. Let's let's jump to another one that's not on this list. Birds aren't real. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't understand it. it. Like it hurts my head when I hear some of these. So apparently birds, birds are, are not real. Because I've hunted. Have you ever hunted, Eric? I have actually have not hunted. So I've hunted and I've gone dove hunting, bird hunting, mm-hmm. and I can tell you they're very much real. They're not. Well, okay. But see what you don't see is a CIA agent that goes out and replaces <laughs> the robot you killed with some like meat material that they oh. harvested from a cow and put, made into bird. That's shit. interesting. No, that's a good point. I didn't consider that when I went, shot the bird, walked the 50 feet where it fell to the ground. And I just didn't see that guy swapping it out. Yeah. Well, he's quick. They're well trained, crafty, and he they follow every dove hunter in the country. Yeah, that's why dove. they that's why they they make it like a dove hunting season. See, now I could say so the other fifty weeks of the year they can actually go do CIA stuff, like spy on Russia or Syria. But for those two weeks, it's all about duping <laughs> the dove hunters. Now I could see someone saying eagles aren't real because we're not allowed to hunt eagles. And back in the seventies, right? Eagles were almost extinct because they were being overhunted. And so you could say, well, back in the seventies, eagles did go extinct, but then we put a ban on hunting eagles so that we could replace it with fake eagles. And so then that's why you can't hunt eagles today. Are there fake eagles in the zoo? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, those hmm. are just really good animatronics. That's all they are. I knew it. Yeah. But all birds, I just, you can't, all birds are, no, it's just, I don't, like, they've got to be joking at some point. Um, another one, solar flare caused the Titanic to sink. I don't think that's really a conspiracy unless the United States government is in cahoots with the sun to sink ships. Maybe. I, or, or well, I mean, if the moon is fake, maybe the sun is fake, and we're maybe shooting flares out of it to sink ships. That's it. We replace the sun with just a really big circular ship to sink ocean liners. All right, uh, the Black Knight satellite is an <clears throat> alien spacecraft. Uh, many conspiracy theorists are, are are wary of a space object that has become known as the Black Knight satellite. Well, ex- experts at the NSA insisted, or NASA insisted, it's just space junk. Some believe it's an alien spaceship. Ancient so again, alien spaceship. Ancient, yeah, ancient. Which would be alien kind of spaceship. interesting. It'd be cool if that was true. Like, I'm, yeah, if that was real, that'd be cool. That'd be neat. So that brings up another thought. A few weeks ago, the Russians like blew something up in space. Mm-hmm. And created like thousands of pieces of space junk that NASA is now just, they're just ticked off at Russia because now mm-hmm. they, NASA has to track all these pieces and make sure they're not going to like hit their like, satellites and stuff. Well, hit the International Space Station and slice through someone's chest at like 30,000 miles per hour. And they're just, they're like, why'd you do that? That was dumb. Mm-hmm. Like the kid in class who, does something ridiculously stupid. Yeah. That's what Russia did. It's typical Russia. Um, sirens Sirens, are responsible for shipwrecks. So if you've read the Odyssey, sirens lulled sailors to their doom with their beautiful song. I don't know how that's a conspiracy. I mean, it's just Homer wrote about it 2,800 years ago. Like unless they're still around and still a problem for the U S Navy. (laughs) <laughs> sirens are still sinking our warships in the mediterranean man that'd yeah. be rough the uss ronald reagan has ran aground in crete <laughs> sailors were lulled into uh into shipwrecking because of the beautiful sound of the sirens yeah maybe uh planet x is home to a world called nabiru when news of an undiscovered planet in our solar system was revealed, many were fascinated and excited. However, some thought that Planet X housed a theoretical world called Nibiru that would lead to an apocalypse on April 23rd, 2018. Looks like we made it, guys. So, kind of the Mayan 2012 prediction, right? The world's going to end in 2012, which obviously didn't happen. Yeah, Nibiru is apparently something out of Ancient Babylon. Okay. In, in Akkadian. Okay. Well, this doesn't. Whatever. Queen Elizabeth the first was a man. Oh. Some believe that Queen Elizabeth the first died as a child to prevent the end of their royal line. She was replaced with a young boy. The theory is said to explain why the ruler ruler remained chaste throughout her reign. 
Which begs the question, how does that not also end the royal line? Yeah. Yeah, if you're trying to keep the royal line going, having a male who will not have kids is still going to end the royal line. It's interesting. Because who who succeeded Queen Elizabeth I? James? That was what, like a brother or... James, well, he was a steward, so I don't think they're. Her brother died. Her brother was, I believe, Edward, and he died young. He was he was always sick, and so then Queen Elizabeth took over. Um, but I thought it was James the first. Well, he was James the son of Mary, Queen of Scots, and Henry the seventh. Yeah. So. So he's cousin. Well, the royal line doesn't end. That's dumb. That's yeah. just a dumb. But the, the line of the Tudors would have ended. But whatever. Well, again, didn't it then? It did. Yeah, it didn't. Ma- it so wouldn't it have was, mattered if if she was a end. man who didn't have kids. The royal line still ended. Yeah, it doesn't change that outcome. Because all right, young boy, you're going to replace my daughter who just died, but you can't let people know that you're actually a boy, and so you can't have kids. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I don't think Elizabeth, although she never married, I'm pretty confident she had lovers. So anyway, you go whatever. girl. You go Elizabeth. All right. Ah, uh, chemtrails. Oh, you skipped COVID-19 vaccine has a 5G chip inside of it. It's a different one. Also pointless because you carry it with you. So yeah, you don't, it's redundant. You don't need but chemtrails. This is fascinating. Now, you and I, way back when, mm-hmm. went to um, a warehouse. <laughs> this this story sounds odd, right off the bat. Um, basically, this is our like conspiracy a, theory uh, shops oh, right now. Yeah, they handed us DVDs about chemtrails. This guy. Um, what was it? Boron or barium that they were releasing? I have chemtrails? no idea. But here's the so and I and I know somebody who they're not like a close personal friend or anything um, who when he would pick up his kid from a school, he'd be wearing a mask, be like, "Okay, you look dumb in a mask. This is two years ago, three years ago. And he'd be like, yeah, you know, chemtrails. And he'd make his kid like cover his mouth when he went outside during chemtrails. And apparently chemtrails or chemicals U.S. government is spraying us with to keep us calm has not worked in the past two years, by the way. Yeah, um, they're doing a bad job of it because yeah, really, things are not calm. You think they would have done some like close flyovers of places over the past two years just to calm things down and they didn't. Yeah. Not to mention, again, this is one of those where you have to think about the number of people involved. First of all, you have to have companies producing this chemical and then pumping it into mixing it with jet fuel and then taking that jet fuel that's going to be impure having it tested but passed by fuel companies taking that to jets you know i'm sure pilots will be like i'm not getting the same gas mileage that i usually do um there's too many people involved to make this actually work and it's not even effective because if it's to keep us calm yeah. and docile as a populace, it's failed miserably. 
Yeah, look at us. We're so, all just angry all the time. You know, things are not good. Yeah, the, the the temperature in the country is is too hot. Um, okay. Abominable snowman. Yeah, we we'll skip that one. We've That's already discussed that with big conspiracy. <laughs> this one was actually funny. Um, internet routers can lead to harmful five G radiation. First of all, we're all like surrounded by massive amounts of radiation as it is, and by massive we're being. Yeah. Everything around you, including We're being you are inundated with ones and zeros. Yeah, like, you're also giving off radiation. Like yeah, the whole world is radiation. Yeah. Everything. So okay, so people who thought this harmful five G radiation, whatever that means, uh, bought Faraday cages for their routers, mm-hmm. uh, and Faraday cages do prevent radiation. Uh, but it turns out Wi-Fi signals require that radiation to send their signal back and forth. So um, it blocked their Wi-Fi signals. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah. The the signal, the radiation is a radio wave. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you were to take a AM FM radio and put it in a Faraday cage, it wouldn't work because nothing would be able to get in or out. That's how it works. So by doing that, well, then they'd be like, my internet doesn't work. Well, yeah, because to block the signal with a Faraday cage. Like this isn't Scorpion or person of interest. Settle down. Like it just, if you don't want internet, you just don't want internet. That's fine. Just admit it. Um, anyway, that was good. That's a good list. Uh, again, that list was 30 best crazy conspiracy theories that people actually believe by Charlotte Chilton. Some of those were not conspiracies, but overall, I think it was a, it was a good list. It kind of encapsulated a lot of, at least a lot of the conspiracies I've heard in the past few years. And obviously the the big one with JFK probably being the most popular conspiracy theory in America. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think it's kind of good to go through this stuff and just kind of, like I said, we said with, when we were talking about the Roman empire, not existing, it's good to do more than just dismiss it out of hand. And I know we did that for some of these, but you know, it's important to critically analyze because I think a lot of things, especially when it comes to history, we just accept stuff Mm -hmm. as fact. And so when somebody comes up, like we accept the moon landing as fact. And when, so somebody comes up with, well, you know, how come there's the flag is moving here when there is no wind on the moon or, or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they say, or the way they're jumping doesn't match. And they bring up all these points. are like, well, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe the moon landing isn't real because we've just accepted the moon landing as being real for so long. Mm-hmm. We don't think critically about it. And so when somebody questions that, and then it kind of throws our whole, our whole worldview into disarray. Yeah, I, and I, I think, think that's, it's fine to question something like the moon landing. Okay. So, you know, I never witnessed it myself. So then can I look into it to discover the legitimacy of it? No, oh, the flag's moving. Well, what are the many reasons the flag is moving? Cause there's dozens possibly of why it moves in a particular frame or whatever. Uh, maybe you need to explore that rather than saying, well, the flag moves. So it was fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we see that in a lot of things in history, you know, we look at, <clears throat> American history. And it is people, some people say it's all glorious, all exceptional, all perfect in every aspect. We did everything right. We even ended our worst uh, sin as a country 
in the best way possible. So, you know, well, we didn't do that. Um, and, but then there's the other end of it and said, well, it's all terrible. It was all set up to perpetrate this massive crime. It's like, well, you know what? It's probably somewhere in the middle. Sure. And again, to say everyone was nefarious and everyone was conspiring to do this thing. Well, no, actually you had many different actors, some of them bad actors, some of them good, some of them with flaws, all with, with flaws, working towards a goal, some with bad goals, some with good goals, but it's usually towards the middle. Um, well, and if you can't think critically about anything like history or for example, history, it, it makes you susceptible to misinformation. And what is a conspiracy theory? Well, largely it's just misinformation spun together in a fascinating story. Yeah. And that's what makes it so appealing. And so you can, you can look at these and go, well, yeah, that's silly. But if somebody presses you on it and you can't answer, well, why is it silly? Then you're in trouble. And it doesn't mean you're not going to not believe what's true or, or what you hold to be true. But I think it's just an important lesson for us all, all is to, why do I believe what I believe? Why do I accept this as truth? And why, mm -hmm. and, and, and how can I critically evaluate that? That's an important skill to have. And conspiracy theories are a great, great way to test that skill. Go ahead and take yeah. conspiracy theory and say, all right, was the moon landing real or is the earth flat or, you know, was JFK, you know, killed in a conspiracy? Did Rome hey. exist? Did Rome exist? And, and it's a silly question with Rome. Did the ancient Roman Empire exist? Well, yeah, it did. Okay, why? Well, let's look at that. Let's explore the evidence. And you don't and have to be playing devil's advocate like this person on TikTok is. But I'll you can, tell you one thing. I did not expect the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's a good way to end it. So, yeah, if you hear a conspiracy theory, you think it's dumb. It probably is. But it's OK to, to use that to to check your own uh, assumptions about things. I think that's a good way check to, your to work. put it. Check your work. Check exactly. Your work. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I'm Jake. This is Eric. And uh, we are Dadbot History. We'll see you all next week. Woo.